so I think the first thing we need to talk about about, uh, for this thing is Nintendo's new announcement announced today about Nintendo Labo. So the first thing I need to say is that Nintendo is really terrible at naming things. Yeah, because Labo sounds stupid. It almost sounds like like a robot dog. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is kind of like Ibo, like Sony's Ibo, uh-huh. but like Labo. Yeah, and like you plug them into your Switch, and yeah, or it sounds like something that like a really bad Spanish student would write in a test for laboratory. Yeah, El Scienzo Labo. Yeah, exactly. It just nope. That is not the word. Yeah. So I don't know why. Outside of Nintendo also ending in an O, I don't know why they named it Labo. I don't know. But it also has nothing to do with labs. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would have called it like paperweight or something like that. Or. Um, yeah. Or do something with the whole like. Because they have a whole, like, Paper Mario series of things. Mm-hmm. You know, you could name it something like that. Paper Mario. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, for those who don't immediately know what we're talking about, uh, it's a game... With a series of, like, printed and cut out cardboard pieces that you punch out and you fold up this cardboard into all these different shapes. There's, like, a house. There's one that folds up into, like, a fishing rod. There's a freaking piano. And there's other crazy things that all this cardboard folds into. And then you add, add the switch and the controllers in various ways and then you play with them like they're real things, and it's crazy. Yeah, there's like so many wild things that that they showed in this. Like the piano was one of the craziest because uh, it has like it's supposed to be able to detect individual keys and multiple keys. Like so, you could get uh, like polyphony <laughs> or something like playing chords and stuff on this tiny cardboard piano, uh, and. And also they had one that you like strap a big thing to your back and also put things in your hands and feet and like walk around like a giant robot. Yeah, you become a friggin robot. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And then you squat down and you transform into a car. I didn't even see that. Yeah. You yeah, at the end of the video, the kid like like flattens it out. Like, like he squats down and boom, he's a car now. That's it was, it was awesome. Yeah, so it's, like, really nuts, and it's all just using, like, cardboard things that you, like, push up, punch out, and then fold up, like, origami, and then uh, put the switch, either the screen or the, like, the Joy-Con things into them, and then they work, and it's bananas. And there's some things, like, additional stuff, like rubber bands and things that it looks like you need, mm-hmm. but still, like, that's wild. It's such a crazy way to do like peripherals. Yeah. It's also like very like creative. Yeah, it's it's cool. I I could totally see kids going nuts over this. Yeah. Because it's like 
it's got all the crazy like foldy like buildy stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, like once you build this thing, like then you get this like game that you play with it. It's like so bizarre. Yeah, and like the cool <laughs> thing is, if you like smack it too hard or mess it up or something, like to replace it, you just get like a little piece of cardboard to replace it. It's not like you have to buy a another a like new... ninety dollar guitar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's so. It's just pretty neat. And I really hope there I have a hope that like they allow like third parties to like submit things to be made into cardboard tools and toys and like new like software parts to run. Yeah. Like if they let other people I guess develop if they made that basically a platform that is like, you know, here's your baseline software and then other other people could contribute to that. Like, here's a new design for a cardboard thing attachment. And, uh, you know, the thing that you play with this cardboard thing attachment, like that could really be awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's like, a like the whole maker community thing is becoming like a bigger and bigger deal. And if they could like actually get into that community or something, like I could definitely see this taking off in other ways. Yeah, like forget Mario Maker, like making like dumb like ROM hack Mario levels. Like this thing is really awesome. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it would just be so rad to be able to do that that kind of stuff. I'm trying to think of like what I would want to make out of that thing. Uh, They've already got like a driving game and they ha- they even had a little like it looked like you put the controllers into a little robot kind of thing and the robot like moves around using what i the vibration vibration probably. yeah yeah that was really cool mm-hmm. and it was in all it was all basically remote control like using using the touch screen as the controller, controller and then yeah. the controllers as the thing moving the thing around it's wild wild stuff mm-hmm. so yeah like good on nintendo like that looks really neat and like something that'll definitely hook like not just kids cuz they showed a bunch of kids playing with it but like i don't know i i can see like a bunch of adults like also getting into like what can we do with this you know yeah exactly yeah especially again like we say like there's other stuff that you can make with it yeah yeah i would try and figure out how to make it into like some kind of a laser tag thing Oh yeah, like you have uh like different little laser guns and chess pieces or something. Yeah. 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 Cuz then you can make it into like a big whole multiplayer deal. Mhm. And that that could be really cool. Yeah, I just don't know what the range is on that thing. Like those things though. Yeah, Cuz they already, you know, I have enough trouble connecting my left Joy-Con to to my Switch when it's, you know, behind the TV that's 6 feet away. So, yeah, fair enough. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe making some kind of like Guitar Hero esque, like, uh, like thing, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe you could do something like that. Yeah. I mean, if you can make a piano, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Uh, well, but I mean, I was thinking like it would like the one I'm thinking. I guess would be multiplayer. So like everybody would have their own Switch, mm-hmm. and they'd like you know, strap things on in different ways or whatever. Like you'd 
attach guns and stuff. And Oh, okay. You know, that kind of thing. So then you're running around, you know, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that could be cool. I just, I worry about like having like a $300 thing that you've got strapped to your back, like flinging out of a cardboard deal and. <laughs> right. So. Oh, I don't know. Things to consider. I do like the whole like what if you did, you know, like multiplayer robot jocks sort of thing. Uh-huh. Like that would be cool. Or uh <laughs> I love that you bring up robot jocks. <laughs> like like there's another Pacific Rim movie coming out this year. And you're like, Robot Jacks. Let's take it back to Robot Jacks. Nobody knows what you're talking about. Look, I didn't actually see Pacific Rim. I did see <laughs> Robot Jacks. I've actually seen that probably a few times. Okay, you need to go watch Pacific Rim. I just held it as an Oscar for that movie. So <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Well, but, you know, did it bring two nations together? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> It brought the world together. Oh, well. All right. Yeah. But when you think about it, isn't Robot Jacks a better movie? No. (laughs) Because it also didn't have... uh, Crap, what's his name? Charlie from uh, It's Always Sunny playing a crazy scientist. (laughs) Yeah. 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 He's in there. He's a mad scientist. And you haven't seen that movie. Yeah, I really should though. Yeah, you should. If if Charlie's in it. Yeah. Basically playing Charlie. Yeah, but like Charlie with an education and like knows <laughs> like someone who's literate and knows science. Have you Have you seen that episode where Charlie thinks he's become a scientist? No. Oh my gosh, you should watch that. There's a pretty good clip where he's like giving a giving a lecture because they kind of like they try to like uh uh oh what's it the flowers uh flowers for algernon they kind of flowers for algernon him but he never actually he's taking the placebo so he never actually gets smarter but he thinks he is oh i see yeah and that so, sounds great and so so at the end he's like giving a lecture to a class as if he thinks he's super intelligent and like yeah it's great but he's sounds, just saying a bunch of nonsense words. That sounds pretty good. And I think he also puts on like a Southern gentleman sort of accent. Because <laughs> why not? Yeah. You're also a scientist. So. But. Yeah, that Nintendo thing looks great. Yeah. I don't know that. I don't know that I'll buy it. Right. <laughs> yes. But, um, it's the thing. It's like, I probably would never play it. But it's it's very interesting to see yeah like i'm i'm definitely giving them like a thumbs up and saying like yeah that's great that's a great idea yeah but i think i'll pass (laughs) i still haven't bought mario i still haven't bought a switch so (laughs) there's that yeah and i guess so there's news and then what's the next thing i guess games that we've been playing uh yeah. Did you start to play anything new? Uh no, I'm still playing Final Fantasy twelve, uh Zodiac Age. Mm, okay. Um because that's how I roll. I start a game and then I uh, play it obsessively. 
Yeah, that's usually what I do. Uh, I like play it and just kind of play it into the ground. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I think I've, you know, like a like a spider. I've sucked all the juices I can out of this thing. (laughs) Time to leave that dry husk and move on to something else. Yeah. Um, But I have got to write. So this version of the game, you can you can dual class. So you get your first class, and then later in the game, you, you can add a second class. Mm-hmm. So if you want, you can help me come up with the names for all of these classes as I've unlocked them. So Do they not come with names? They have names, but what I want is when you combine the two, like what that name is. I We need to oh. Brangelina, like, these class names. <laughs> okay, so what are your two classes? So th- I have, so there's, there's six characters. And there's 12 jobs. And so I was like, I'm not doing any job overlap. Everybody gets one of the 12, two of the 12 jobs and there's no duplicates. Um, And some of them are a lot of fun. So one of them is, uh, so do you remember the character Fran, like the bunny girl? Okay. She was like basically the most useless character in the last game because for some reason she just had decidedly lower stats on everything. Than everyone. When you say the last game, you mean the original? Like the original release? version? Sure. Oh, okay. Her stats were just god awful. Like, I don't know what she was supposed to be good at. Um, Wearing a bunny outfit, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but, like, again, in this game, she's got really shitty attacks. So I started her out as a machinist because machinists can use guns, uh-huh. and guns don't. The damage that is is that guns do is not based on the player's stats at all. Um, <laughs> That's good. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't use a strength modifier. And it ignores defense. So it's just basically, however strong the gun is, that's how strong your attack is going to be. Uh-huh. So it's perfect for her. Um, but then, uh, remember how I said I needed a white mage? Uh-huh. So I gave her white mage. So she's a gun. She's, she's like a gun healer. I don't know what else. But she's got a gun and she's a white mage. Yeah. So we need like a name for that. Like. Yeah. I don't know why, but the first thing that came to my mind was white power. And, I, and maybe that's, that's a bad... That's probably really... That sounds really terrible. Yeah? You don't like that one? Yeah. I, um, uh, so it's like a gun... Healer. Healer. Mm-hmm. Machine... But machinist? Machinist, yeah. She can use guns, and she can use, like, those crazy weapons. Like, she can, like, beat you with a sextant and give you, a sh- and give you like, a protection spell. What? Yeah, there's these weird things. They're called measures. Is this weapon type? Uh huh. And so there's like a sextant and some other stuff. I don't know. I guess they're like a weird, like a tool, but you're not supposed to use them as like a weapon to attack enemies. They have really, really, really low damage, and you hit your you hit your allies with them, and when you hit them with it, they get a buff. So there's like a spell. It's like when I hit you with this, boom! Now your hit points are doubled. Uh okay. And yeah, that's a machinist thing. Yeah, it's machinist thing. Uh huh. It's really weird. Nobody uses them, as far as I know. I don't think anybody ever because it's you can't you can't like really set them up as a. I don't use them because you can't use them well. They don't synergize at all with um, the gambit system, right? Because it's like, what do I do? <laughs> like when you're you know when an ally is below a half health, hit them with a thing. Attack, yeah. attack them. Yeah, it's like because there there isn't like status equals don't have protect. Like uh-huh. I could set that up where it's like if they don't have protect on them, smack them in the face. But I can't do that. So it's uh you you basically would just have to do it like 
and I'm not going to do that like a sucker. So like, oh, like manually do it? Yeah, I'm not going to manually do it. What am I playing the game? That's not what happens. <laughs> I don't want to play a game here. I want to. I'll do it. I want the me. game to play the game? Exactly. How do you? But can you do like a timer? Like, is there a time based? No, model? there's there's. Trust me, I I would have figured it out by now. There yeah. is just not a good way to do it. Um. Okay. So they make they are. They shoot guns, um, and they heal people. They cure people. Yeah, cure you. Yeah, it's like curative stuff, protection spells, healing, uh-huh. and shooting shit with guns. Wait, 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 what's what's the game? What's what's the game that was like the the crazy gun chick with from? Uh, it's like the Devil May Cry with the bayonetta. Yeah, is that a? Is is she like in the bayonetta class? Does that work? Or is she not healy enough? <laughs> yeah, bay- the bayonetta chick doesn't really like heal things. Yeah, she's just got a lot of hair. Okay, and just... clothes made out of hair. And clothes made out of hair. Uh huh. I was not familiar with that. Did you not play that game? No, not really. Well, I have it. You I can think... get one and two on the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I have it for an Xbox or something. I have a copy of it somewhere. Oh. Oh, yeah. You do her special moves, and her hair turns into, like, a big boot or a dog or something. But she also gets more naked. Okay. That sounds weird. Because her clothes are turning into the dog. Uh-huh. You know? Okay. Yeah. You get it. Sure, yeah, that makes total sense. What about, like, um... Like, Trigger Happy... Sure, trigger happy. That sounds good. Okay. Yeah, trigger happy. Okay. All right, so another one that is... uh, Okay, it's a guy that uses crossbows and time magic. Uh And then then samurai swords. Uh, Crossbow, time magic, and samurai swords. swords. Yeah. Well... My first thought was Chrono Crossbow. <laughs> um, but uh, the samurai thing. Yeah, like for me, I thought like the the, 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 the the time magic crossbow is all the same class, and then the samurai guy is a separate class. I was thinking just calling him Hero, but it's spelled H-I-R-O, like the guy from Heroes. Oh, yeah. Because he's just like a time-traveling samurai. Uh-huh. So I figured that was like the hero class. Yeah. Okay, like that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a little like, I don't know, centered in pop culture kind of a thing. But... <laughs> That's fine. Uh, <laughs> hmm. It's not really pop anymore. It's just kind of. Yeah, I guess it's like if it's been like several years, it's not really like in vogue. Nobody's. No. Nobody's talking about heroes anymore. Yeah. It's either the hero class or like the time samurai. (laughs) (laughs) But see, how does the crossbow thing fit in? It doesn't. It's not really relevant. It's it's if it pulls in the time age side of it, that's good. That's good enough. Oh, you don't really need that. Also, samurai use crossbows, right? Sure. Let's say they did. Oh, Maybe. I don't know enough about feudal Japan. Neither do I. 
And then I got one that is an archer, but then also is an archer and a red mage. And red mages use basically a combination of healing magic and attack magic. Okay. And so I figured that one's just a bard. But he doesn't sing. Yeah, but I mean, I don't really have sing. We don't really have singing in the game. I thought bards, though, were all like music based. I mean, and like not necessarily like magic, but like. I mean, if you're, it depends. If you're looking at the D and D class of bard, like you really you just have a perform skill, and that could be any number of things. It doesn't have to specifically be singing. Uh, it could be like acting or dancing, or like what have you. Yeah, like uh, I tried to play Cyberpunk twenty twenty. Uh-huh. Uh or twenty twenty or twenty seventy? I don't know. Something like that. But they also have a uh perform skill. Mm-hmm. But they also have a whole class that is a rocker, which is pretty great. Uh-huh. So you're like are you like that guy from the Mad Max show movie? Which one? Like the guy with the guitar and the flamethrower car. Oh, uh, no, this is more like 80s punk metal stuff. Okay, so you're like Jim and the Holograms? Yeah, but cool, and also maybe a robot. Jim and the Holograms is cool, and also maybe a robot? <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Now <laughs> that I think about it, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the, mo- in, the, in the show, in the world of the show, they're like cool people. Yeah. You know? Um... But yeah, and so that's definitely what I was whenever I played it. Of course. And uh, and yeah, our whole thing was we were, I guess we were kind of Jim and the Holograms. Like we we were like by day, like a rock band. And by night we did like odd jobs and stuff to like solve crimes. And um, you're literally Jim and the Holograms. Yeah. OK, so that's pretty without me knowing back then what we were. We were Jim and the Holograms. So it was pretty great. Yeah, and sounds... and our first performance went terrible, just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> just rolled three ones or something. Yeah, it was it was awful, and yet it totally worked out because the whole thing that I was trying to do was like do like a, a rock protest outside of this uh, huge corporation to like, create a distraction, and, like get the crowd like really angry about about the company um, because in the in that future like everything's made owned by a corporation, you know. Mm-hmm. and so, kind of like today and so uh so like you go in there and uh, so we went in there to like rile up the crowd and i was like okay i'm gonna use my perform skill to like try to get the crowd on my side and it totally backfired and they started rushing the stage and they're like you're awful and so we like rushed into the building to try to escape the angry crowd and the security tried to shoot us but they ended up shooting each other and some of the crowd, and not either of us. <laughs> and uh, and so it ended up, like, because they shot the crowd, the crowd got angry at the company anyway, so it was like, I, I guess it worked! We did it! We did it! Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Just like Jim and the Holograms. Yeah. When the corporation started murdering protesters. <laughs> it was a really weird episode. <laughs> it was pretty... They got pretty dark in that last season. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, all right then. 
So uh, I don't know what to name your like half mage, red mage, archer. Yeah. Um, Archmage. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why don't you just do that? Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, since this is getting boring, we'll just do one more. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me think. Oh, okay. Okay. So the black mage, basically wizard. Yeah. You know, all damage spells. Um, and then that one was combined with a foe breaker, which is like a really weird class. They have all of, they've got the very swingy, like the weapons that have like a really high range. So like this weapon can do a hundred damage or it could do a thousand damage when you hit with it. And it's like axes and warhammers and bombs. Uh, and it was really awesome to give a black mage bombs. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's a pretty good combo for that character. <laughs> So he either casts a spell or he throws bombs. Yeah, I mean it's basically like a bar it's like a, a barbarian. Kind of like if you combine like a barbarian, a bomber, like like a grenadier, a barbarian, and a and a mage and a wizard. Uh-huh. Like all rolled into one. Yeah. So what if you went with like the evil midnight bomber? <laughs> the evil midnight bomber. What bombs, oh, bombs at midnight? midnight? <laughs> yeah. Okay. How long can these names be? I don't know. Uh, I mean, there's not really a character limit since we're not actually going to put them into anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you could, like, you were doing this in-game. In oh, man, if I could do it in-game, I would have done it by now. Oh. Yeah, I would have called her, like, Conandolf the Black or something. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's walk, let's walk past that one. Um, I've been playing. Um, pretty much stopped playing Chrono Trigger. Why? Why is that? Uh, I kind of got bored. I kind of got bored with it because it's like, uh, this is it's because it still is like a JRPG, and you're not really a big fan of those. Yeah, but it's not even like a super interesting JRPG. Uh, in what way i guess it's i i I don't know i guess some of it is like um like none of the side stuff is very fun so like i don't okay one of my first jrpgs that i actually got into was final fantasy 7 i feel like that's kind of a gateway jrpg yes and so that thing that thing hooked me with like mixing up, you know, the way materia stuff works and like figuring out like, okay, if I have this weapon equipped, I can do this combination of materia stuff. And then all of the side stuff was like here's chocobo stuff, like chocobo raising and racing, and here's uh like all of these weird like arcade side game things you can do and And absolutely no blitzball. Yeah, no blitzball at all. No <laughs> nowhere in there was blitzball. <laughs> Not, um, nor was there any card games. Yeah. And so I like I got I got, you know, sucked into that and I spent a lot of time playing it. And also the story while bananas was like pretty linear and like kind of moved forward and you always like knew where you were supposed to be going and you kind of understood what your goal was. 
But I don't really get that with Chrono Trigger. Like, like especially early on when you're just kind of like bouncing around from place to place, it's like you your initial goal is I'm going to go to the fair because I hear there's my friends there. I'm going to go see her robot, I guess. And you go there and you don't see a robot. You see a teleporter and it teleports. Oh, and you run into another chick and it's pretty obvious she's like the princess or whatever. And you kind of get, you know, Princess Jasmine a little bit before Princess Jasmine existed. Right. But, um, and so you pick her up and she follows you around and you play a bunch of dumb, like really lame, you know, things to get like silver points or something. And then you go to the place and she teleports and gets sapped through time. And then you're like, I guess I have to chase her through time. (laughs) And then you do that and you save her after kind of Marty McFlying her mom a little bit. And um, then like you meet these people back in time but you keep just kind of like jumping around like I'm in this time. I guess I have to do this other thing. Oh, they're chasing me. I get sucked through time. I jump through a time portal over in this random. We're like back in the prehistoric age and we got to do this thing. I jump back through the time portal and we're, you know, at the end of time and it just kind of, it just kind of goes all over the place and it's like not clear, like why you're doing all this stuff other than like, kind of being sort of quantum leaped around initially. And then and then after a little bit you find, you know, find out about Lavos. And then it's like, "Oh, it turns from I guess we got to kill Lavos even though he doesn't really like destroy the earth. He just makes it like real crap." <laughs> and uh and is this is this what you find out when you go to the future? Yeah, you go to the future and it's like kind of sucks here. Like it's real lame. And, like, you can't grow plants or anything, I guess. Even though at some point you do tell somebody to use seeds to grow plants. Anyway. So, you go, you do all that, and you find out that Lavos is there, and you decide we should probably blow him up, I guess. And then you keep just kind of jumping around through time for a little bit. And fighting different people because you assume they're the bad guy or they've captured somebody you like or something. And then at some point you get a time machine and can just jump around to whatever time you want. And that's kind of where I am now. And now I'm like, great. I can like, I've got like a few options. I can go try to hunt these ghosts in a castle and maybe I get something. I can try to open these chests all over the place and I get items. I can just go to try fight Lavos, I guess. I could do that. I can go through this big spaceship that appears in every time period now for no reason. And that's really... And I don't know why I'm doing that. Or, I, like, they killed Chrono. Spoilers. And I can go try to save him. Also. So I've got all these options to, like, do different things, but, like... I don't know. I like didn't care enough about the story to like want to do it. And the mechanics, like most of the time I'm fighting stuff, I just hold X down unless I'm fighting a boss and then I have to try. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of I don't know, just kind of boring, I guess. Yeah. 
Oh, fair enough. And I, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if I just missed the boat where like Chrono Trigger was like really cool when, you know, the Super Nintendo was around and it was like, oh yeah, <clears throat> like this is a very different kind of game. Like there's some things that are mechanically interesting, you know, like you can do different stuff that sort of changes up what people say sometimes or like. I don't know. I mean, I played it in the late 90s or early 2000s, and I thought it was cool then. Yeah. So maybe I'm just a better person than you. Maybe I've just got more, you know, sophisticated taste. (laughs) Damn millennials and your whatnots. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I, I mean, sometimes... I mean, there's definitely some games that, uh, just I, I there's games that definitely don't age well, or games that if you don't have any kind of nostalgia for them, like you don't get, or they're not as fun to play because of their age. Yeah, sort of thing. Like I, so I super love Daggerfall, right? Uh-huh. Like that was. Probably the part of the reason I'm a game designer is because of Daggerfall. Because I got like so into that game. And there was like so much stuff. There's such a huge world. There's so much stuff to figure out. Like, and, you know, I got that huge companion book uh-huh. that had like information about like how all of the stats on everything work. And so it was like all this, like, I just learned, like, it was such a cool book that like, uh, it's like way better than like a stupid Brady games kind of strategy, I think. Because it was like, really in-depth about, like, just totally about the design of everything about how that game works. And it's still, like, I mean, it's it's just, it's basically, like, a design document. Like, it's a huge design document for the game. It's very cool, like, you know, material to go with it. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if I got that, like, if it was just, I think it was just a book that they sold in the store because they had stuff like that in stores back then. And, uh, it was great. It like, and I just ate that up and, uh, you know, just loved like figuring out everything about it. But then I tried to get Robbie to, to play it a little bit because a lot of the older games, uh, that Bethesda made, you can just get for free now. So like Daggerfall and arena, you can just get for free. They'll just let you download and play them. Wow. Cause they don't give a, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, um, which I thought was really cool. So I was like, hey, you gotta you gotta try this game. And then like I remembered how terrible like it was. You know, like when you start looking at it, like, oh my gosh, like the you know you know how 3D it's a 3D game, right? Like it has a 3D Yeah, it's like a pseudo a pseudo 3D thing. Yeah, it's basically kind of like the first Doom or Wolfenstein, like that sort of like 3D space. Except this one has like a little bit more depth, like you can go up and down. Yeah, it's more like Duke Nukem. Like the the world is like more rendered 3D, but the sprites are still like the enemies and and uh, the enemies and NPCs and stuff. and stuff are all 2D, but yeah. it's that that 2D that's always facing you kind of yeah kind of stuff. Um, but the world is actually 3D. Yeah. Um, but oh my gosh, like you could mouse control like there was literally a controller on the screen, and you'd like click forward. And left and right to move. Like, that was a way that you could move in that game. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
are you kidding me? So ridiculous. And it's like, didn't you like you could like uh, you could hold a button down and like like waggle the mouse around and that's how you swung your sword? Yeah, I mean that that was fine. And that's still how you swing a sword in in those games. Uh, you just click a button now. No, well, yeah, you you hold a direction and click a button. In, oh no, that's true. Uh, Oblivion and Skyrim, I think. I guess so. Daggerfall, I think. You might have been able to do that. Yeah, you you could still do. Uh, direction and click and it would or you could just say like use best attack and the, and the options and it would yeah but like in more yeah because in more when you could still like drag to swing the, the weapons oh i don't like, think you could drag to swing i don't know i thought you could but yes that one yes i thought i mean at the time it was cool it was like you know you got the mace and then like you yeah you drag back and forth across the screen screen and your your mace is like swinging back and forth and yeah stuff like that um but yeah, it was just crazy. And it's like, you know, like he walked in like the first room and got killed by a rat because it was attack. It was basically so short and biting his feet and he couldn't figure out how to look down to like swing at it. <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's like because there wasn't like there wasn't there wasn't mouse look. Yeah. Uh, and so you had to like. Either use page up and page down or something to look. Yeah, it was just crazy. And yeah, I mean, you'd have to. It was. Yes, it's just really the controls are just really terrible. Yeah. And it's like you can go fix them to make them like a little bit more usable, but it's like you have to really dig into the settings and just do a whole bunch of stuff to get them to work better. And uh yeah, it's just crazy just how bad some of the stuff was. Yeah. But also like this was made before every game has like in-game tutorials mm-hmm. and it was like expected that you read like the like small novel that comes with it. You yeah. know, of an instruction book. And if you just download a thing off the internet, you get none of that. So you have no idea what the hell you're doing. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, so it was super not fun. And you hated it immediately. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so the lesson is that, I guess, that, like, uh, some just because something may have been great uh, when it was made doesn't necessarily mean you're going to like it today. Yeah, kind of like it's it's like fucking what's that stupid film that everybody thinks is so awesome? Citizen Kane. Yeah, it's like Citizen Kane. Yeah, basically. That's pretty much the comparison yeah. that I made. Like, there are there's there's stuff about Chrono Trigger that I can look at and be like, I th- I'm pretty sure like, you know, X and Y were like, yeah, feature was like novel and like a game changer kind of a thing for like how. JRPGs operate or like in comparison to other RPGs at the time like I'm pretty sure these things are distinct and different to this game in particular Mm -hmm. but uh, especially when dealing with like isn't there like you know a a dozen different like endings you can get to that game yeah like multiple endings like the the dual tech stuff where like different party members you know had synergies and the fact that like positioning mattered and yeah, you know, if if the guys are positioned just right, when you do X strike, you'll hit like all of them, or you might just hit one person. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's all kinds of there's all kinds of like novel things that other games just don't do, and sometimes still haven't done. Like that's part of like if you are you you know Chrono Cross, right? We played Chrono Cross together. Yeah, like Chrono Cross was like it had really cool graphics, but it was like what the fuck because it didn't. 
it it was it felt less of a game than Chrono Trigger because there was like almost no dual teching and it didn't have like the cool like position matters kind of stuff. It was just you know, th- my guys on this side of the screen versus the other guys on the other side, and yeah, it really lacked. It was very disappointing. Yeah, um, because it was just it was basically just Final Fantasy with a Chrono Trigger veneer, you know, sort of. But it it's like barely even related to Chrono Trigger. Yeah, like like so playing through this, like I got to, I started to understand why that game was such a disappointment because I'm like, oh. It really has nothing to do with, like, the plot is completely divorced from Chrono Trigger, and the mechanics are very different. Outside of um, elemental affinities for the players and the enemies, and some of the, the, like, team attack, like, dual tech stuff. Like, outside of those two aspects, uh, it's a very different kind of game. Also, there's like 30 characters, so you get attached to none of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, basically just stick with the first three characters you get, because everybody else is garbage. Yeah, uh, yeah kind oh, of. And Except- the other thing I hated was, it was very there was like no steal. Like, you had two characters that could do stealing. Um, How do you steal in Chrono Trigger? I don't, I don't know. Maybe you can't steal in Chrono Trigger. You can... Uh, so I was reading like what I was supposed to be doing about this whole Black Omen ship thing. Mm-hmm. And I ran across something that was like, oh, if you have so-and-so in your party, they can charm. And maybe that's the steel thing. Maybe. And then I was like, well, who the hell is that character? Because I renamed all my characters. So I don't know which one that is. <laughs> it's uh, what? Yeah. Or whatever. It's I don't know who it is. But anyway, yeah. I don't know. Uh, other people have told me I'm pretty much at the end of the game and I could just beat it now if I wanted to. Yeah, basically, if you, if you have the Black Omen Tower, then yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm kind of like, I'm kind of done with it. <laughs> so I moved okay. on. I moved on to uh, a game I got on the winter sale called Prey. So is this like the old Prey? Where like, because there was that there was it, that old Prey that was kind of like a Doom type of game. It was like a first person shooter with like the crazy gravity stuff. Uh oh no, it's not like that. It just uses the same name. And and that actually <laughs> I was watching a video about this prey, and that prey was actually the second prey, because there was a prey before that that was different that I don't think was released. There was a prey before that that was uh either like promoted commercially but not actually released, I think. And then, then that prey with the gravity stuff. And then Prey 2, that was supposed to be based off of that Prey loosely, and you were like an alien bounty hunter, and that was never released. And then there's this Prey that is unrelated to any of those. And then there was also Prey, the Christian video game that was spelled differently. Uh, and it's more it was more like a Mavis Beacon, where you had to like type out specific prayers from... You know, like you have to like retype out like the Psalms and stuff. Uh-huh. And nobody was really into that. And it used a lot of like, because you have to get the verses and stuff. And so it's hard to get like superscript and like semicolons and stuff all in there. Right. And nobody's like, it's just hard to get people on board with Christian games. 
Yeah. Okay, so what's this prey about? This prey is about um, space aliens. And uh, you're a scientist, kind of. It's kind of like, did you ever play any of the System Shock games? Mm-mm. Uh, okay, so this game is like System Shock, and <laughs> which is uh, System Shock, or System Shock Two, I think, was made by like Looking Glass, which are the guys who made Thief, mm-hmm. and those guys later went on to go to Ion Storm and make Deus Ex, and so it's in that same kind of family of like it's by Arcane, so the guys who made uh, Dishonored. Did you play Dishonored? No. God. <laughs> okay. Look, you didn't play Doki Doki Literature Club, and I didn't give you shit for that. So <laughs> let's just move on. Right, but this is like I've played like four, four or five games here. Uh huh. But you played Deus Ex some. Yes. Okay. So imagine Deus Ex. Okay. Right. Um. But instead of globe trotting and conspiracy theories you're stuck on a space station kind of being hunted by aliens okay see that's why it seemed like it was a, like a sequel or a reboot of that other one because you were like in like an alien ship being hunted by aliens so tell me how it's different well okay there's no spirit form okay um there's not a lot of like weird gravity stuff so i guess you're not a native american no you're not person. a native american you're okay. asian Okay. Your your last name is you. Why you? Uh, I'm me. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm you. You are you. I'm so I'm you. No. Who's on third base? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh. So yeah, it's different than so the old prey or the you know the Doom Three engine prey is uh way more like combat shooter. Right. Like you go, you get a bunch of weapons and then you go into combat and you shoot a bunch of stuff. And then if you die, you shoot stuff to get back into life because you get thrust into that weird spirit vortex. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go to like Demon Souls world or something. Yeah. And you have to shoot your ghosts and uh, you get health back or something. And then if you get enough health back, you rejuvenate or come back from the dead. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, OK, so. So this is like way less combat intensive. Like if you're like combat is kind of until you like combat's like intended that to be avoided. You know, it's more of a, a like a horror game. It's more of a kind of survival-ish game where you you know, you you're supposed to like use your wits to maneuver around the spaceship and or the space station and make progress and uh if you get you know into a tussle like it's better to like you know use the environment or use some of your abilities and stuff than because ammo is pretty scarce like i've got a pistol and a shotgun and i think i've got like 60 rounds between them and then i've got a goo gun which is pretty great and it's kind of like those it kind of shoots filler foam so you can shoot the aliens with the filler foam and uh, it kind of like hardens them and you can walk up and smack them with a hammer a wrench. Sorry. And then, but you can also like shoot it on the walls and it'll make these little nodules that you can jump onto. 
So then you can like get up to places where you can't jump to that kind of stuff. And does that have ammo? It does have ammo. Okay. Um, but there's also like you run around, you can walk around and like pick up like all these like random items and stuff and then like put them in a recycling machine and get materials and craft things like ammo or, uh, and you've also got like neuro mods. So you've got like, like Deus Ex had, you know, body mods, st- nano mods. It's the same thing. It's like, it's your skill tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got your skill tree. You've got like suit, like space suit uh, attributes that you can change, like upgrade and stuff. And then you've got head chips. I don't know. But, <laughs> head uh, chips. It just sounds like a weird snack. <laughs> chips for your head or are they the chips you wear on your head i think the chips you put in your head i don't know like in your mouth hole uh probably yeah <laughs> i guess if they're a snack yeah i mean you don't want to call them nose chips because then that's totally different yeah that's a pretty terrible dare <laughs> terrible dare Wor- worse than tide pods oh god uh, uh, i don't even want to like be on the internet anymore it's just killed my soul but yeah, that kind of stuff like makes me wonder, like, is that a thing children are actually doing or is that something that like was, you know, a product of 4chan of like, let's make a dumb like something challenge. And then they got the media to believe that it was a real thing. And now, like, maybe people are actually doing it because they're that stupid or maybe nobody was ever actually doing it. You know? Yeah, it's hard to tell. Yeah. The Internet's a dumb place. Yes, but um, so, so yeah, it's it's pretty fun. It's a pretty fun little game walking around and like, uh, there was one thing. Uh, okay, there's been a couple instances where like you know because you have to like find key codes and stuff to like open, open different things, and there's one instance where like, you, you go through one part of the the level and you see that there's like, a key code on a whiteboard that's been erased and i was like man where do i find that key code now and then there's a really fun way that they introduce that key code like later on and that i'm like oh that's pretty clever and if i wasn't paying attention i would have totally missed my opportunity to see that key code um so i thought that was pretty cool not that cool that like if you miss it in the moment then you miss it forever but like you can still go back and like use your hack skill or something if you level up your hacking to like get in there anyway. Mm-hmm. But just the way they presented the like solution to the puzzle, I thought was really interesting. So there's stuff like that that's like, uh, you know, because because it is kind of in that same vein as like a Deus Ex or something. There's like multiple pathways or different solutions to get to your goal and that kind of stuff. Like I beat a guy, I beat an enemy by getting him to try to path through a thing that I couldn't walk through and because it was like barricaded by like big heavy things that I couldn't move. And so he was trying to get through and attack me, but he couldn't make it through either. But I saw enough of his body that I could smack him with a wrench. Uh So I was just beating him with a wrench and he was shooting at me like, like, but hitting the walls or the stack of things that I couldn't get through. And I was like, yes, yes, dummy. (laughs) I smack, smack, smack. That's called emergent gameplay. 
<laughs> so, yeah, I had a good time doing that. Well, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I also beat a guy by like throwing explosive like containers at him and other stuff. Um, oh, and I beat a guy by like standing on top of a thing and electrocuting the floor, like the wet floor. And getting him to walk on the floor after me. Nice, you time copped him. Yeah, I time copped him. Great, <laughs> but I didn't even have to do the splits. Yeah, pretty good. So, I remember, I remember in like the Deus Ex, like there was those exploding containers, and like I was trying to make like a long like daisy chain of explosions. It's like like to like I, I think I, I guess I was trying to I I think part of it was I was just trying to see how far I could make make the explosion chain go, but like part of it was like creating like a fuse of exploding containers like leading up to a group of guys and just like going like like making a tra- trail of them and then going back and just shooting one and just having to go all the way over and blow them all up yeah i remember you setting up that's like a domino explosion thing yeah. and i think it was also weren't you also like there was a thing or a guy that you had to destroy or kill and like that was your target in top oh in it was building? the mechs yeah, because, like, the mechs, when they die, they super explode. And then there was the men in black guys that also exploded. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. And it was just, like, they're all up there on, like, the top floor of the building or something. Yeah. And it was, like, yeah, I was, like, if I just make this huge trail of exploding containers, like, going down the building, then it's, like, I just have to get, like, one of them to explode and create, like, this whole chain reaction of explosion, explosive death. I think that's what it was. Yeah, it was just, like... The entire roof, there was just like sparks and shit flying off because like everybody was exploding. Yeah, I think that I think it was something like that. Yeah, yes, it was a pretty monumental effort. Yeah. yeah, and it also says something to just how many boxes that it can explode they put in that map. Exactly, because those levels weren't like that big, but but there was a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I think there was just like a couple of piles of them. It was part of it too. Oh, like you found like a pile of like five or six or something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway, I love this style of game. Uh, yes, apparently a lot more than me, since the last one that I remember is from like 1997. And you never finished it because you got stuck in Hong Kong. Yeah, I was trying to steal everything and the Chinese lady like wouldn't let me like steal her stuff because apparently my pickpocketing wasn't good enough or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I got stuck because I was trying to like pickpocket literally everyone and i couldn't and then i got frustrated and quit you got stuck because you got sidetracked of being a criminal yes <laughs> i don't even know what i would spend that money on but i needed all of it that's the problem i have with some of those games it's like let me like if i can steal stuff that's all i'm gonna do i'm gonna rob everything and then it's like okay i have so much money and i don't need anything it's like i don't need weapons because the best weapons in the game I stole. Yeah. So now what do I do with all this money? <laughs> well, and the best weapon in that game was the flamethrower. And like. You, you start get, the game with that bit practically. Uh, yeah, you can find one really early on. Yeah. And then like it only takes like one unit of ammo. That you to, find by the hundreds. Yeah. Yes. It just, only takes one and you can like kill a guy because he's on fire for until he's dead. Yeah, exactly. It's like you find one guy's like. Just like one puff of flame, uh, like just one little napalm on the guy, and then he's just, he's definitely dead and not hurting you anymore. 
Yeah. Which you which you can't say for any of the other weapons because he's running around flailing his arms in the air on fire and he might catch other people on fire. Yeah. You could potentially clear an entire room of guys with one puff and a really bad AI. Like if the guys are yeah. flailing and running into everybody else. If you got a lucky run on one dude, then like he could take out, you know, several other guys. He could open up bunches of crates and locked yeah, doors. Yeah, exactly. That was the best lock pick too, was the flamethrower. Yeah, it really was. Uh, it was, it's such, flamethrower was such a magical weapon in that game. Yeah. And you could use it on everything. Children, cats, what have you. Mm-hmm. They should have called that the multi-tool. <laughs> yeah. Because that was just, you know. It really was. Fantastic. Yeah, this was before, I guess this was before the IMDB ratings and stuff because they let you totally burn animals oh the esrb esrb that's what it was i don't know why i said imdb yeah because it was just a entertainment related acronym Mm. (laughs) but you almost let me get away with it (laughs) (laughs) um yeah yeah so uh oh one thing i did manage to do was bug the game out and, and pray a little bit by using the physics engine against itself because you can like pick up and huck stuff. So that's always great in a game. But one thing they do is they like put down things that are like <coughs> physics enabled, but you're supposed to be able to pick them up when you get to a high enough level of strength liftiness. And so I but I picked up lighter things and like figured out that some of them you can just kind of wedge the lighter things in between the heavy things and the wall or something or the floor. Uh-huh. And so some in some cases I can just like chuck you know a lamp or something near like where those two things meet and it will like jitter around and then move the heavy you know the heavy thing that's called a lever which is a simple machine and it's totally valid physics yeah yeah i mean the way you see it it's definitely not acting like a lever it's more acting like a spastic piece of geometry (laughs) yeah yeah that kind of just raises the thing up and moves it a little bit at at a time but I definitely got into a couple of spaces where I wasn't supposed to be like <laughs> earlier than I was supposed to be in there. Yeah, that was definitely. So I do remember doing stuff like that in Deus Ex. I remember because that one like it had the 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 upgrade system mm-hmm. and all of my upgrades were based around getting somewhere else because yeah. I got I got all the lifty powers so that I could stack boxes. I got all of the jumping powers so I could jump off of boxes and then I stacked up boxes as high as I could and then as high as I could jump and then would jump up things. Yeah. And I definitely broke levels by doing that. I got the spots where you absolutely were not allowed to be. Yeah. I, I bypassed scripted events by jumping over them. I watched a speed game of Deus Ex once recently. <laughs> and some of the stuff they do in that game is ridiculous. Like, uh, there was one thing that like, <clears throat> With the jumping skill, like, I forget how the guy did it, but it was like, if you turn on the jumping skill and then do something where you, like, go in and out of menus repeatedly, it multiplies your jumping power and your landing power. So you can just, like, jump, you know, higher than buildings and stuff. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Man, I don't know why that made me think of it. But I really hope the next like Elder Scrolls game brings back Jump and Levitate. Oh god. Yeah. That was like the best thing about those games. Like that's why Morrowind is like still like the best one. 
Yeah. Well, it's because they had to like, you know, uh, section off cities. Like in Morrowind, you didn't have separate spaces for like cities and things. They were all open air. Yeah, it was just. Yeah, it was. Just, I don't know. And then, uh, you know, with Oblivion, Oblivion, yeah, was, they were like, "Oh, you gotta go into the Imperial City." Well, that's a whole indoor, outdoor thing. It's a whole different zone that's completely separate from the. Yeah, I mean, Imperialist Imperial City aside, the entire level design of the dungeon system like ruined the possibility of levitate because it was always like, "Oh, here's a dungeon that's a big fucking circle." And you come out like the last the last room in this dungeon opens up to a cliff that drops down to the start of the dungeon. So it's yeah. like if you had levitate, you could just levitate up and go to the objective immediately. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, that's fucking bullshit. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's what the teleport spell was for, you know. So it's like if you get you go down to the end of the dungeon, you want to get back out, you teleport there, done. Right, but what if you're a warrior? You have the five magic points you need to cast that spell. Yeah. Or you can make a ring. Like or, a yeah, you can have a ring of teleport. You can have a scroll of teleport. There's yeah. plenty of ways to get around it. Or you're a warrior. You can sprint. Just sprint back to the entrance. Yeah. Sorry, Grognak. You got to run. Mages, whoop, I'm out. Yeah. But the mark and recall stuff, like was brilliant that was like so yeah. awesome because it's like oh hey there's a crap load of daedric warhammers here and i'm gonna grab them all and now i'm too heavy to walk but then blink and i'm back in my place and i just throw them all in my pile and then i go back to where i was yeah Ugh. yes yeah it, it was great <laughs> i love just jumping across the island yeah that was so great and like drinking the potions to where you've got super crazy fasto speed and just booking it across. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. My, my worry is that the next Elder Scrolls game is just going to be. Know, <laughs> it's just going to be a, an FPS at this point. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's like, going to lose all. Be, it's it's going to lose all of the RPG ness of it and just be like fucking Destiny 3. Yeah. <laughs> like it'll be. Dumbed down to like basically being Call of Duty or something, and doesn't even you know doesn't the, even have swords. The the big feature know? that they they bring out is is a multiplayer battle arena mode. Oh jeez. Oh god. Now so that hideous. I said it, now that I said it out loud, that's probably what's going to happen. Oh man. There'll man. be a multiplayer battle arena and loot, a loot crate system. Those are the big features that they'll add on to the game yeah that's Bethesda's <laughs> great idea it's your like 100 man you know melee survival island that you can jump into flying on a dragon and you have to kill yourself <laughs> um <laughs> you wanna you wanna wrap it up okay uh, what do you want to call this episode? I don't know. What was that? Conan Dolph the Black. <laughs> yeah, Conan Dolph the Black. Yeah, Con- yeah. Conan Conan Dolph the Black. That's it. <laughs>